When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On this episode of the Oklahoma Breakdown with Dr. Lehman, presented by Riverwind Casino, we give you the latest OU football news, including an explanation of coaches' stations and why the media is expressing so much doubt about Brent Venables and OU football. In the National College Football Roundup, we discuss Harbaugh, Fickle, and Randa's contract extensions and the alliance. It's already falling apart. Who could have seen that coming? We finish up giving you our winners and losers of the week. Please download and subscribe to the podcast. Rate it five stars and write us a good review. Follow the show on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Just search Oklahoma Breakdown on any of those, and you'll find us. All right. Our man Michael Hostie will kick this thing off. It's time for the Oklahoma Breakdown. It's a beautiful Thursday, February 17th, and you're listening to the Oklahoma Breakdown with Iker and Lehman, presented by Riverwind Casino. Riverwind is Oklahoma City's premier casino experience, and your health and safety are Riverwind's number one priorities. There are so many reasons why Riverwind is consistently voted OKC's number one casino, but it all starts with their amazing variety of gaming thrills and excitement. Riverwind's beautiful, award-winning environment plays host to more than 2,800 of the latest electronic games with a huge selection of table games, including Blackjack, Blackjack Match, Roulette, and Teddy's favorite, Craps. No matter what your game, Riverwind has it in spades and hearts. In Fridays in February from 6 p.m. to midnight, you can win your share of $80,000 in cash and bonus play in Riverwind's $80,000 River of Romance giveaway. Drawings are every 30 minutes, and grand prize winners will be selected at 11.59. If you need help finding your way, just visit Riverwind.com. Riverwind Casino, simply the best. Now, recording this Wednesday night, please leave us a five-star review and a nice comment while you're at it. How are we doing, Ted? I'm doing fantastic, man. Middle of the week, feeling great. As, As am I. I feel good. I feel good. I had a little of the second day soreness set in from the skiing on Sunday. On Tuesday, yeah. I was like, oh, oh. But I feel good now. I feel like I'm past it. Quads and feet. My feet always get sore. Mine was like the lower calf. It was interesting. I was like, yeah. hey. But I, I just chalked it up to getting old. I was like, I'm fine. <laughs> Not bad. Hey, if you can make it out with just some minor soreness, I think that's a W. Yep. Yep. Well, I'll be back. I'll be back on the slopes. I, I liked it. Hooked? I think I, I don't know about hooked, but I'll be back. I'll awesome. be back. We'll see. That's good. We'll see how long it takes. 
lot of OU stuff to talk about, so let's get right to it. So there is a video that OU football has put out on Instagram, Twitter, and all the players are led to believe that they are going to have to clean up the locker room because they left it messy or whatever. Uh, BV tricked him. He tricked him, Ted. And they go into the locker room, and there is a Hyper Ice Legacy Pack sitting at each locker. And I wanted to explain this because there are a lot of people that are like, what's in that case? Like, what is that? So you and I are familiar with this stuff because it was, it's a big deal at the college football level and certainly in the national football league. But so in that case, which by the way, is like 1200, like 1200 bucks, like 1250 bucks. It's not cheap, but it's got a hyper volt massage gun. You see, all kinds of versions of these everywhere. All kinds of companies make them. I, I actually have a Hypervolt. Very good product. Very good product. Highly recommend it if you don't have one. And then the other thing that's in that case for them are Normatech recovery boots, which basically the technology uses air compression to massage your legs and basically flush, like squeeze your legs so tight that it almost kind of cuts off your circulation, but it's supposed to increase circulation because it gets real tight and then it loosens up and it's supposed to help recovery. So those guys getting their own, that's awesome. Like I, I've never seen that before. I've never used them before. They, what? Unfortunately, uh, those weren't around or at least weren't in wide circulation till after I was uh, done, which is how old I am. But essentially, it is, it's, it's an ice tub, right? Whenever you get in the ice tub, uh, you get all the vasoconstriction, forces all the blood out of the legs, right? Then you get out and you get new uh, oxygenated blood back down into the legs whenever you come back to room temperature. And that's essentially the same thing. It's tightening up, forcing the blood out of your legs, and then whenever it releases, you get new oxygenated blood coming back. And it's fantastic, man. To be able to have access to that, every every single guy is awesome. So the the reason it's a big deal is it is it is one of the most popular recovery methods out there now. But they they already had a bunch of Normatex, right? They're just in the training room. Mm-hmm. But when when you get done with a workout or you get done with practice, do you really want to go sit in the training room or lay in there for 20 more minutes and get set up with your Normatec boots and do that? No, a lot of guys don't want to do that. But if you have your own set at home, you could just turn some Netflix on, put your feet up, put your recovery boots on, and it's that easy. Like, I know people were saying, like, do they not already have these things? Yes, the the training staff had a bunch of them, but it just makes it that that much more convenient. And guys are just going to use them that much more when they've got their own set at their own place. It just makes all the sense in the world. And when you think about how big big of a business OU football is, yeah, give all the kids the recovery equipment for themselves. I'm fine with it. Got no problem with it. I think he still should have made him scrub the locker room to get him, though, right? Who's who's to say he did? 
Yeah, maybe that didn't make it into the video, the the video edit, right? No, that was cool though, man. Just um, you know, it, it, just just more stuff and tailored suits, recovery equipment. I mean, they've they've been getting some goodies here recently, and that's awesome. But they've also been putting in work, so it's it's a little bit of a reward for what's been going on. Yeah, so uh, one of the main reasons they're going to need those Normatech recovery boots, coaches stations are back, Ted. They're back. So doing the the players are doing them on Tuesdays and Fridays, which I like that schedule. That's a that's a good coaches station schedule. But so this is in, in the winter. This is where the pain and suffering begins, people. That's that's basically what's going on. But I will say this, uh, talk to a couple guys on the staff after the first coaches stations on, on Tuesday, they were really pleased with how it went. I, I mean, almost, I don't want to say they were surprised, but they really liked what they saw. Now, remember when you start, when you start coaches stations, like the stations are short. And as you progress through the winter, like each time, each, each session of coaches stations the each station gets longer and that's when that's when it really starts to suck but it, it sounds like that you know with the short stations that this went about as well as they could ask for yeah and that's a good thing um ease them into it i honestly don't remember doing it twice in a week did you guys do it twice in a week yeah yeah Maybe we did. I don't, I feel like we just had one, one a week and I feel like it was a bloodbath every single time. Like, <laughs> like, I mean, just hell people screaming, people getting thrown out, but it's, it's different, man. It, you know, whenever you've got the grinder going and everyone's out there working at the same time, there's a lot of groups, small amount of rest within each, each, uh, little station, but that's good, man. That's how you get the work in. So from from what I've been told, these are not the same stations that you and I did. There there have been tweaks. So when, when, when Venables was coaching when I was there, he was always the change of direction guy. He was always that guy. And that was just, oh, just brutal. Just a, just a brutal exercise. Uh, ship drill. Jackie ship. I'm sure you remember, you know, five oh, and back, yeah. 10 five, and back, five, 15, 10, and 15 and back. Yeah. That's, that was the worst one. Worst one. No longer in the, uh, the coaches stations circuit. That's Changes have changer. been made. That That's a game changer that, because that was always the hardest one. And I think, I thought Schmitty did the change of direction drill when I was there, but maybe not, maybe not. Because that's always been his thing out, like in summer workouts and winter workouts, is he's the uh, change of direction guy. But those those are the two worst. <laughs> like if you make it through those two, you're pretty much there, right? Having having a good partner, so so key, so key. But so this version that OU's using right now started at Alabama, so. I thought that, that that was pretty interesting. And Schmidt actually used it at Texas A&M uh, over the last several years. And 
uh, a couple of guys that have been part of that old Miss staff, uh, like Joe John, who was there a couple years ago, and Levy, who was there as recently as last season. Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss were using this format as well. So it it stems from Nick Saban and from Bama. So I, I don't think we could really criticize it. Like if the kids aren't dying or anything like that, that's it's just because they're not maybe not going to suffer the way that we did. That doesn't necessarily mean that's a bad thing. Hey, if Bama right. was using it, I'm, you know, I'm what, what are we supposed to argue with? You know? Yeah. Um, and my whole thing is it really doesn't matter what the drills are as long as it's in, it, insanely difficult and you wouldn't make it on your own. You make it because you don't want other people to suffer for you costing the group. Like to me, that's the whole point, right? Is to not cost your group at a station. Like you, you make it through because of your teammates. Like I, I feel like that's the whole point and it doesn't matter like what the format is, how many stations or what the actual drill is. As long as it's, so difficult that you have to force yourself through it to save your teammates. That's, that's the whole point. Yes. It's, it is, you know, it's a workout, right? It you're, you're getting cardio and you're, you're you know, doing all that kind of stuff, but it's more mental than anything. And it's more about bringing the team closer together. Right. And honestly, you know, finding out who your leaders are, Yep. I, I think that, you know, and, and that happens a lot in summer workouts as well, but these, these coach stations, that's, that's where guys kind of emerge as, as the leaders of the team. And one, one of the, the questions that was being asked about some of the pictures coming out uh, of these, of these workouts is it's like Dylan Gabriel's wearing a number 26 Jersey and people are like, oh, what the, what's up with that? So I asked and the number is meaningless, right? Just, Hey, grab a Jersey. And, and what the Jersey means is that you're the leader of the group in coaches stations for that day. And if you're the guy wearing the Jersey, you have to go first and lead your group at every station. And that's no different than how it was when you and I did it, right? You, you were a captain. I was a captain. Like, those guys went first in line all the time. But as, as one coach put it, when you got the Jersey on and no one else does, there's no hiding. There's no yeah. blending in. And I, I thought that was pretty interesting. I'd, I'd never seen that. Well, yeah, no, I like it. I think that's, I think that's great. And <laughs> you know, as well as I do, um, like in coach ships drill, after you've made it through, it's almost like a uh, you feel bad, but you're hoping a couple of guys get sent back because <laughs> you get you get an extra couple of uh, extra couple seconds of rest there as they redo theirs. Uh, that that you're, that 15 second period is crucial. You're you're rested, you're rested, but like at, if they're messing up, then you start cheering louder, like because you're <laughs> gaining your breath a little bit, and then you're like, come on, come on. <laughs> So stupid. Some of part of it is also like 
there's a little bit of a, an acting job of putting out full effort, right? Like you got to be like bobbing the head and stuff. Like you're really, <laughs> it, it's all the sound effects, right? That's <laughs> 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 so funny, man. I, I'm sure. I'm sure they're doing the same stuff that we did. dude. Oh, that's right. That's right. The same tricks. It's great. But, but the format that, you know, I was told, so you got your eight stations, right? And, and you can see the videos that OU's put out. You know, you got a hurdle station. You got a station where you're, you're pushing a sled. You got a station where you're kind of chasing guys, uh, like almost like a circle. You've got these eight stations, right? Then you take a five-minute break. Then you finish up with four stations, which, a, which they are kind of saying is like, you know, finishing in the fourth quarter and Ted, you'll be glad to know, Hey, bags is on there, which you talk about, you talk about the drill that could lead to the most laughs guys running over bags sideways. <laughs> oh my gosh. Just, just clipping it and falling over. God, that's, that's the best, but they, they've got little, a uh, little explosion punch drill that they're doing. That's pretty interesting, but don't worry, man, Matt drill. One of the finishing drills, your Love favorite, it. everyone's Love favorite. It. Get on the mat, get a little rolls going. That's awesome. It's fun, man. That's honestly, those workouts are, they're brutal. And, you know, like it got to, got to be a point where like the, the station part of it was the best, but the conditioning afterwards was always just like, that was usually the bloodbath. That so. the conditioning afterwards was because when, when we did them, we would run 200s afterwards. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if they're doing any of that right now, but one thing like the competitions, those were where it's like you versus one other dude, and mm -hmm. it's like a towel. It's like, all right, pull the other guy across the line. <laughs> You're just like, wait, what? <laughs> it's like, I. I remember it was like me versus Steven Good, like the strongest dude on the team. I was like, all right, here we go. <laughs> like, all right. That, but they, they put you in these situations, and I'm sure that they're going to start doing more of that, whether it's tug of war. I mean, we all went through the same stuff for like at least some similar version of it. It's all about putting a spotlight on a guy, and it's not about him winning. It's, it's about seeing how he competes. Yeah. And that was something like when, when I, you know, was, I, I hadn't even technically moved to offensive line yet, but they put me in some spots where it was like, all right, we think this guy has a chance to play a lot for us. Let's see how he competes. Let's see how he fights. And I wasn't very strong, but in those drills, I was the last dude giving up. Like, even if you were <laughs> dragging my ass across the field, like I was, I wouldn't give it up, man. That's how you got to do it, man. I, you, you get to compete. I'm trying to, I felt like maybe my last year we started doing this thing during the, uh, the station days where they would pluck like four defensive guys and four offensive guys. And you do like a little bit of a relay race. Oh yeah. Going, going through some type of stuff. And then, obviously, if the defense won, the offense would have to run the sprints and the defense was off. Uh, that was pretty cool. 
Yeah. So there'll be plenty of that. So that's what, that's what winter workouts are all about. It's, it's about developing that toughness and competing and finding your leaders. And it sounds like, sounds like things are going well so far. I, I can't wait to wait to check in next week and see, uh, see if things are still going very smoothly. Is, is there, I, who was, um, was it coach Stoops that used to walk around and blow the whistle to rotate stations? That or he would, he would make one of the equipment guys do it with a horn. Yeah. And there's like, uh, there becomes a, a, a moment of panic whenever like you you've got the clock in your head and it's like, where's the whistle? What's what's going on here? I'm about to have to go again. What, where's the whistle? <laughs> Top of the order. No, no. Cause <laughs> the worst part would be if you were the first guy and like the, the time doesn't run out for you. You've got to start again. You got to go like, say you're doing mat drill and you're it's back to the top of the order and you go through it and you're halfway through and then they blow the whistle and you're tired and you got to run to the next station. And remember you got to go up. first again. Yep. That's right. Awful. That's right. I love it. Good stuff. What fun memories. I, I hope people are enjoying us talking about this. <laughs> They're probably like these guys are, they complain a lot. Yeah, you're right. Hey man, I so, summers were always bad, but a couple of the worst days that I had at OU were uh, co- coaches station days. We yep. we can only hope that it's the same for the current players. Yep. I I won't lie, I want them to suffer the way that we suffered. I don't think that makes us bad people. Uh, no, I don't. I don't think so. Yeah. You want everyone to go through the same misery you did. That's just misery loves company, right? Isn't that what they say? That, that is the saying. Okay. There's some people in the media that, that we're on to. We're going to talk about it, but first the only place to stop when you're road tripping is loves travel stops. Loves has over 560 locations in 41 States offering 24 hour access to clean and safe places. Whatever your road trip needs are loves has it. Fuel, fresh food, all the snacks and drinks, including, yes, my favorite, Java Amore. That coffee is fantastic. I'm, I'm going to keep just, <laughs> I, I'm going to keep just spicing that up as much as possible. I love it. Java Amore. Loves also has you covered if you forget your phone charger or headphones. They've expanded their mobile to go zone so you can grab any of that stuff there. Make sure you download the Loves Connect app for exclusive offers from today's most popular brands. The Loves Connect app also includes a route planner and store locator. When you see the red neon heart on the highway, stop in and say hi at Loves Travel Stops. For a full list of what Loves has to offer, visit loves.com. Opolis Clothing has created two St. Patrick's Day Oklahoma breakdown t-shirts and there's even a rumor floating around out there that may be in the works from the baddest ass t-shirt ever created um so but St. Patrick's Day t-shirts make sure you get your order in by March 3rd whoa what is is that a fancy corn Gabe is that what I see it's the blue corn the fancy corn I love it it's like Uh, it's like if a piece of blue corn and the Monopoly man had a baby. <laughs> I love it. Uh, the St. Patty's Day shirts are green, and of course, they're buttery soft. Go to opolisclothing.com, O-P-O-L-I-S, clothing.com. Use our promo code TED, T-E-D, for 10% off your entire order. 
You still get a discount on all the OU and OKC Thunder gear as well. That's opolisclothing.com. Use our promo code TED, T-E-D, for 10% off. Buttery soft and 10% off. Okay, so we, we have a ton of respect for the other people that do what we do, whether that's TV, radio, podcasting. Like We know the grind, right? We, we understand how difficult this job is, even though a lot of people think it's easy. Like, hey, you show up and you talk about sports. Like, it, it does sound easy, but there's a lot of time that goes into it. And it appears that there are some other people that work in sports media that are as smart as we are, Ted, but we're on to them. We're on to them. We're sensing the pattern, my friend. We know, we know what they're doing. And they know that we know that they know we know (laughs) because you're starting to see an awful lot of people question Brent Venable's ability to be a head coach. You're starting to see a suspicious amount of people maybe express doubt about OU's future as a program. And it's because questioning Brent Venable's ability to be a head coach is good for Brit is good for business mm-hmm. and expressing doubt about OU's future as a program is good for business because OU fans are constantly online and they are so on edge right now. So writing that stuff or saying it on a podcast or a radio show is going to result in a ton of engagement and a ton of downloads and a ton of interactions. So there are some smart people out there that work in this industry that go, you know what we should do? We should just, let's give a little slight to OU and just see what happens. We're on to them, Ted. We're on to them. We know what they're doing. There's no doubt. It's the low-hanging fruit right now. Uh, You mentioned something about Oklahoma in a negative light. You've got a massive fan base that is devouring your content. Now, they're posting it and talking about how big of a jackass you are, but they're still clicking on it, listening to it, whatever it is. I can promise you, I will never purposely say something stupid in order to make money. Now, I'll say stupid things all the time just like because I'm stupid sometimes, but I'll never purposely say something that I don't believe is true and that is stupid to make money. I think that is, I I think it's ridiculous, honestly, but you know, I know how the game's played. I know that these guys are going to keep Oklahoma out of their top. They're way too early top 25. And then whenever the season rolls around, guess, guess who's going to be right back in their pretty typical spot. Yep. And so I, I do like the guys from the cover three podcast, right? I think they do a good job. And this, uh, you know, some of the things that were said on the last episode of cover three have, have made some OU fans rather angry, right? And if you haven't listened to it, you know, you should listen to this podcast instead, but you know, if you you want to listen to another college football podcast, it is a good one. It's a popular one. And it's got Danny Cannell, Tom Fornelli, Chip Patterson, and, and Bud Elliott. It's, it's from CBS Sports. And 
they were they were rating the new coaching hires and they gave Brent Venables a three star. Now to Chip Patterson's defense, he gave him four. But they said Brent Venables was a three star hire and that he was not an exciting hire and that he is a great coordinator, has been a great coordinator, but just doesn't know, but they just don't know what he's going to be like as a head coach. And that's fair, right? That there, there's no doubt that is fair. Like they're as confident as we are in Brent Venables being the right guy for this job. Like we don't know what he's like as a head coach. He's never done it. That's true. The where I have a problem is the same guy, Tom Fernelli, that gave him that gave Brent Venables a three-star ranking. Gave Marcus Freeman four stars. And I like Marcus Freeman a lot. I think he's going to do a really good job at Notre Dame. But if you just put Marcus Freeman's resume next to Brent Venable's resume, it's not close. It is not even close. So that's where I see it. I'm like, really? Like, really? I mean, two guys that are both defensive coordinators that are now head coaches. I mean, it, they don't even compare when you line up the resumes. Like, I and once again, I think Marcus Freeman is great. I think he's a great, great hire for Notre Dame. But everyone and their dog is taking Brent Venables mm-hmm. over Marcus Freeman when you just compare the resumes. It's not close. Yeah, it's not close. Um, you know, I got to tell you, I, I don't know Tom Fornelli, but I heard what he said on the podcast and then I saw him defending himself on Twitter. So I think truly he is an idiot. Like maybe he wasn't just saying it for, for clicks and listens. I truly think he's an idiot. Like one of his defenses is like, well, Oklahoma going to the sec, you know, OU fans realize that it's going to be difficult going to the sec. No one here thinks that OU is going to rip off six straight Big 12 championships, right? I mean, people understand what's going on. But he starts like say, well, OU is, they're just, you know, five and five against the SEC over the last however many years. It doesn't work like that. You can't use that as a dig against Oklahoma because guess what? The SEC they're only five and five against Oklahoma over the last however many years, right? It, it just, it doesn't work to try and use it as a dig against Oklahoma, not to mention Oklahoma is playing the best of the SEC in big bowl games, sugar bowls, college football playoffs. It's not a, it's not an accurate view. And you can't say that Brent Venables, I think he's going to be a good coach, but I don't know if he's the coach to lead him to the SEC. I don't know if he'll last once they make the the transition. Well, tell me why, and tell me someone that would have been a hire that could make them transition to the SEC. You can't just say it's bad without saying what would have been better. You know what Brent Venables knows? What it's like to go head-to-head on the recruiting trail with Bama in Georgia, in LSU. Because that that is what Brent Venables was doing at Clemson. I, I know some people just think, hey, Clemson was, you know, they got guys and they developed them. Yeah, but towards the end, 
they were going and getting some of the best recruiting classes in the country. And BV knows what it takes to go down in that area of the country and get those guys and win those recruiting battles. Mm-hmm. Lincoln Riley didn't know how to do that. Right? Which, Lincoln Riley, did, now, I didn't see now, it. maybe did that's not fair. That higher. Lincoln Say that Riley, again. How did they grade the Lincoln Riley hire to USC? Five star, of course. See, that's that's so stupid. But I the the thing that the thing that bugged me, and and you touched on it. OU fans, they are some of the most knowledgeable fans in this sport. They know that OU is not going to walk into the SEC and dominate that conference like they dominated the Big 12. That's not going to happen, right? It's just not It's not realistic to think that that is going to happen. Now, do they expect them to be really competitive and to win an SEC title every once in a while? Absolutely. There's no doubt about it. But the reason that, and he was like, I don't think OU fans are going to enjoy going to the SEC very much. They're not going to be, you know, the king of the mountain anymore. Tom Fridelli clearly has not looked at OU's home schedule for 2022. That is the reason OU fans are so excited to go to the SEC. Because you look at the home schedule this upcoming season, UTEP, Kent State, K-State, Kansas, Baylor, Oklahoma State. It's, it's the crappiest home schedule you could really ask for. It's it's not about like yes, of course, winning is extremely important to this fan base, but they also want to see some better games, man. Yep. They're spending their hard-earned money, a lot of hard-earned money on season tickets. They want better games. They want to see Ole Miss. They want to see Georgia. They want to see Bama. Yeah, you might lose some of those games, but it's going to be way more fun as a fan. No one thinks that OU is going undefeated every year in the SEC. Like, we all know that's not realistic. But it's about getting more for spending your hard-earned money to support the program. Like, that's... I don't know why that's hard for people to understand. I I don't know. It just like it's hard for people to understand whenever OU fans are legitimately happy with where we are and feel like we're better off. Everyone says, "Oh, it's you know whatever." Everyone's just OU fans are mad, just mad that Lincoln left. No, mad at how it happened. Happier with the situation now than it was before. And no one understands that. They, they, they think that o- Oklahoma, it's like everyone has like a four or five year memory. Like Oklahoma's never been good before Lincoln Riley. Right? It's, it's, it's absurd. Like there were some deep flaws in our program in the way that Lincoln Riley ran the program. And Venable's, has already addressed a lot of those big concerns. And frankly, he's going to be much better at recruiting positions that actually win football games, right? Lincoln was great at recruiting 
wide receivers and quarterbacks win football games. So I, I shouldn't say that, but you know, wide receivers, I'm not going to say that, that they can't take over games. They can, but you win championships on the line of scrimmage. And that's where Brent Venables is going to be way better recruiting. You've already seen it. Yeah. In a, and he, he has had like a month and a half on the job and you've already seen it. And the thing that BV really understands, he was just at, you know, Clemson, you, you look at the run that they had just an incredible amount of success. And I know it was in the ACC, but remember they, they got the national championships. They won them. They beat the best in the sec, right? Brent Venables knows what the roster needs to look like. He knows the types of players he has to go get. And he's fought those recruiting battles for the last decade at Clemson. Remember, Clemson is in South Carolina. It is in SEC country. So I, I don't know. Listen, I, I, can, I can get expressing a little doubt because you don't know he's never been a head coach before. But to make it sound like the guy's just like he's not even going to make it to the SEC as OU's coach. Like, it's it's just, I, I don't understand. It, it's the one guy, of those things. He's been a defensive coordinator for 25 years. It's not like all of a sudden he's having to do something that he's never done before. He understands the ins and outs of college football, of recruiting, of administration, of coaching, of developing talent, of game management. He's not doing something that he hasn't done before. There's no difference. He's the head coach. Yeah, you may be able to tell the offense, let's go for it on fourth down here, or let's run that fake we've been practicing. And you're in charge of the culture. And I mean, there's a lot to it. I don't mean to downplay the head coaching position, but people act like all of a sudden he's going to have to do something that he has no clue on how to do. No one had a problem when Lincoln Riley was a two-year offensive coordinator at Oklahoma and took over the job as head coach. No one, no one was, was just hammering that at the time. What, what is it about Lincoln Riley? And I, I think Lincoln Riley is incredibly smart. I think he's a great offensive coordinator. I think he's done some really good things. There's no doubt about that. But the whole world believes that Lincoln Riley hung the moon. Did these same people not forget that they picked OU to win the national championship last year and they didn't even make it to the conference championship game? And he just skates by. No one even brings that up. Oh my God, five star hire to USC. How does he do that? How is that possible? Frankly, it happened at Oklahoma for a long time before finally people started to criticize some things that he'd done. <laughs> That's his greatest skill. Yeah. No, I'm with, I, I don't know. But there, there was one last thing said that I just had, I had to get your reaction to. And, and Bud Elliott, I think Bud Elliott does a great job uh, for CBS Sports. He, he does a really good job. I like his gambling stuff. But at the very end of that podcast, he he basically compared OU going to the SEC 
said it could be similar to what we've seen from West Virginia and TCU going to the Big 12 or from Maryland going to the Big 10. He basically said that OU's going to, they're, they're, they're going to take the check and they're now going to have to take some L's. Well, comparing OU football, the decades and decades of tradition and success, comparing it to TCU in Maryland and West Virginia is ridiculous. And the, the thing that's different about those is West Virginia in the Big 12, they got farther from their recruiting footprint. They have no, like, there's no geographic advantage to where West Virginia is located. Now, TCU, it's a private school. It's hard to get guys in. Like, that's a different issue. But OU going to the SEC is only going to get them better players. I don't know how that is hard for people to understand. Yes, they'll, they'll lose some more games. There's no doubt. They'll lose more games than they did in the Big 12. But they're also going to be a better team. And that's maybe that's hard for people to understand. They will be a lot better. They may lose more. But comparing OU to West Virginia and TCU and Maryland, I mean, just come on, man. What are we doing? I don't know who Bud Elliott is. And I don't know what his, his gambling picks are. And CBS Sports, you say that's who he works for. All I know is this from Bud Elliott. Bud Elliott is a jackass. And Bud Elliott basically has ruined any credibility ever speaking about anything in college football. If you compare Oklahoma to West Virginia, TCU, and Maryland, you're a jackass. And there's no, there's really no other way around that. You, you just, you can't, that's it. It's over. You are eliminated from be able, being able to speak about college football. You can't do that. That's absurd. Did he watch OU beat the hell out of West Virginia and TCU nonstop whenever they came to the Big 12? Right. Do they, did these people say the same thing about, like, Texas A&M is, like, w they won a conference championship in the 90s, one time. And now they're turning out recruiting classes. They've had a big bump from going to the SEC. Now, Texas A&M is not great. That's not what I'm saying. But even a team that sucks, like Texas A&M, gets a big bump by going to the SEC and being in that world and being able to recruit that territory. Oklahoma's going to get the same thing, just like you said. They're going to be a better team because of it. Doesn't mean they're going to win the SEC every year, but they're going to be competitive at the top. Alabama, Georgia, uh, okay, they're on a run with Kirby Smart, uh, Kirby Smart right now. Outside of that, find me a team that is consistently as good as OU. Do not say LSU. LSU, once in a blue moon, puts out great teams. Like every three or four years, they're going to go compete for a national championship, okay? That's LSU's formula. It's worked for them. Year in, year out, you can't say that there's anyone else in that conference that is as competitive as Oklahoma. 
That's just how it is. That doesn't mean that every year they're going to be right there, number one or number two, when they go down there. But they have the most consistency of any of those teams other than Alabama. So to compare them to these schools, you're just an idiot. I, I mean, there's really no other way around that. You can't do that. You can't do that and want to be looked at as a credible source in the college football world. That's the dumbest thing I've heard anyone with that size of a platform say ever. There's one final thought I have on all of this. If, if Brent Venables would have taken the Auburn job last year, if he would have said, yeah, I want it instead of them hiring Brian Harson, because they would have taken Venables over Harson. There's no doubt. These same people would have been talking about what a great hire that was for Auburn. Yep. And OU has a hell of a lot more tradition than Auburn. And they're going to be better than Auburn when they get to the SEC. And Brent Vittables is going to out-recruit whoever they hire after they fire Brian Harson after all this weird stuff has gone on. Uh, who knows how long that guy's going to be there. But just remember that. If Venables would have taken that job, they would have been, ah, they, they, Auburn was finally the one that could lure Venables away. But it, it's like OU going to the SEC is just going to ruin the program. Like the wheels are going to fall off, Ted. These de decades and decades and decades of tradition of playing football at the highest level, at the college level, just going to go away. Because they chain conferences. So I, 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 I guess it's just what's going to happen, man. I guess we, we just don't realize that. Well, I, I mean, you can, make, you can make the argument that oh, the University of Oklahoma in recent history was at their best whenever the Big 12 was uh, the best conference in college football. That's whenever you got the best out of Oklahoma. You mean and, when you were there? Well, and oh four and oh those years when when you had two thousand to oh nine. Yes. Or I guess oh eight. Well no, oh nine. Oh nine. what uh Texas played in it in oh nine, oh five, OU played in it in two thousand, oh three, oh four, oh eight. You had a big twelve team in the national championship, what was that seven out of ten years? That's that's pretty impressive. And, uh, oh, and Nebraska in 01 left that one out, got housed, but still made it. So, and I think that was whenever you saw all those teams playing their best, I think there's something to that. And I think when Oklahoma goes to the sec, which is the best conference in college football, they're going to get a boost from it. By Maryland, Maryland. <laughs> what the hell, man, Maryland. I couldn't wait Maryland to bring that up. was terrible before they went to the Big Ten. That doesn't even that doesn't even work. God, that's so stupid. I can't believe someone in this industry would attach themselves to a comment that dumb. I would, if I was him, I would do everything in my power to scrub that crap from the servers in the podcast to where no one ever knew that I said something like that. Unbelievable. Yeah. That's why uh, I saved that for last. I knew that would make you happy. Now, to to their defense, we fell into the trap. We talked about it. We talked about it. <laughs> we talked about it a lot. Dang it. That's fine, man. Hey, and I, I, 
maybe people want everyone to talk about them being an idiot. Like, that's not what I want. Some people may want that. Like, maybe they're like, this will get a bunch of listens. People are going to click and listen to the podcast to hear this. I'd be like, no, no, we don't want people to listen to this. Do you know what I said? I said that Oklahoma is going to be like Maryland. I don't want anyone to hear that. So, I mean, <laughs> kudos to them, I guess. All right, let's get to call your shot. And, you know, speaking, <laughs> let's just get to it. So, basically, we're at the time of the year where we start trying like hell. Now that's the football offseason, uh, we, we try to get as many guests as y'all want us to get as possible, right? So, we asked you, who do you want us to have on the podcast? And I just, I had to read this first one. It comes from Jay Boogie on Twitter. He says, Mackenzie Milton, let him come on and say those things to Teddy's face. Oh, my God. Does Mackenzie Milton realize that whenever you go to school somewhere, you don't have to live there the rest of your life? Does he realize that? I For three, four, maybe five years. Do you think he knows that OU has double the amount of NFL players that UCF has? I I don't know. Uh, no, probably not. That, you know, people people like to go live in Norman, Oklahoma, because, first of all, people are nice. It's a nice little wholesome town, but also had a pretty good track record of making you a millionaire in the National Football League. Yeah. Yeah, that's, you know. But Orlando's cool. Like humidity's awesome. You can golf all year. That's that's sweet. But they've got half the NFL players that OU has. I looked it up. It's actually I think it's forty-one to twenty. So yeah, little more than double. Well, if you want to go over the history of the programs, like then where you're really talking about something. But it's it's weird, man. And I know it. He's got him a new role there, and he's all guns blazing coming out about how great UCF is. And I think it's a good school. I do. I think they got a huge enrollment. Um, I think Orlando's a fine place. Like there's, there's a lot of good things going there, but like you're cha- you're knocking on the wrong door here, man. Like, why are you coming after blue blood programs and, and Midwest teams? This is, this is not the place. Keep it simple. Stay in Florida. Like, focus on recruiting Florida. Like, don't start hammering Oklahoma. Like, this is, this is not. We're not in your world here. Do Do you Ridiculous. think Mackenzie Milton was like, "Hey, man, I just want to get some interactions with some OU fans"? <laughs> I don't. I don't know what he's. I doing. bet you his mentions are a dumpster fire. I don't know what's. I don't know what's going on. It's like there's a race to the bottom right now on dumb comments like who can outdo the next but nothing's gonna out, outdo what's his name nothing's gonna outdo bud elliott comparing oklahoma to maryland that's gonna go down in history that is horrible i, I love mckenzie milton i'm sorry but the only recruiting pitch with these blue bloods have is they are just that yeah that's kind of the point man <laughs> You know, pe- people like to win. People like to win. They like to go make a ton of money playing football in the NFL. Like, that's all they got, dude. <laughs> yes. 
That's the whole point. That's the, yeah. And that the other point is, yeah, I said this today on my radio show. If there was a blue blood program that competes on a national level and sends guys to the NFL and it was in Anchorage, Alaska, people would be lined up to go play football in Anchorage, Alaska. It doesn't matter. Can you win championships? Can you compete at the highest level? And can you get me into the NFL? If the answer to that is yes, I don't care where it is, right? The facilities are fantastic, huge fan base. Players are loved. It's just, it's, it's, it's an, uh, another statement from a guy that's probably never been to Oklahoma, never played against Oklahoma, just has no clue. Great hire. UCF, awesome. Wait, wait till he learns more about Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Yeah, not a booming metropolis. <laughs> yeah, who would ever want to go play football at Alabama? Uh, uh, just every player in the country. All they do there is win championships and send guys to the NFL. What's the big deal? Blue blood. That's all they got. They don't have a beach. <laughs> it was an awesome hire by Central Florida. In day one, he's already got everyone talking about how stupid he is. I, I will say this. Love that guy's story, though. I mean, remember his leg Tough almost kid, fell man. off. Yeah, yeah. No, love that guy, but just just hilarious. Okay, let's get to some of these other ones. Michael Pena says he'd like us to get Baker, of course. It would be the most listened-to Oklahoma breakdown ever. Uh, Yeah, yeah, Michael, it would. You're right. And we've tried. Just no success yet. Come on, man. Come on, Baker. Come on, Baker. Let's go. He's Everyone tweet Baker. Media, He's- Everyone tweet Baker. Tell him to come on. Uh, Rob Owen says Tony Jefferson needs Ooh. to make an appearance. That would right. be a good one. Tony's a funny guy, too. Dude, he's a good player, man. Good football player. Kyle Davis says Thad Turnip Seed. Ooh, that's actually an interesting one. He says he doesn't have to go into any crazy detail, but I would love to know more about the advancements that are coming down the line. That is, if he has time to chat. We can, we can reach out to our man Thad. I'm, you think I'm, he would I'm, do it? I don't know. I think he would do it. I don't know how much we'd learn. He's kind of a... Kind of secretive guy. Yeah. Um, Lil Bucko on Twitter says, Jeff Levy would love to hear his plans for the offense this year recruiting and what he thinks the ceiling is for this coming year's team. If, if, if only one of us knew Jeff Levy very, 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 very well. I'll ask him. Well, the first thing I'm going to do is See what well, you just never know what the head guy is going to allow or not allow. That's kind of the roadblock there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it doesn't seem like there's a. Uh, it seems like they're going to. I think they're going to be okay on the media end of things. I think they're going to be pretty open about doing some stuff. We we should just start with the head man then, probably, and then work our way down the totem pole. Yeah, that's smart. The last one comes from Drew Gastineau. He says, the king, Barry Switzer, make it happen, boys. That would be great. We got to do that. That would be great. That would be, that would be a Perry on Winfrey level of, of swearing. Which, uh, by the I, way, people loved. And we got lots of people that want <laughs> Perry on to come back on. And he will. 
He, he's gonna be he's gonna be a frequent guest for sure. We made to get like a, a post combine check in or something. The great thing about Coach Switzer is, hey, Coach, how you doing? Off he goes. Tell us the story. <laughs> All right, birthday shout outs time. Happy fifth birthday to Bryn Sneary. Happy birthday, Bryn. Happy sixth birthday to Calvin Edison Day. Happy birthday, Calvin. Happy seventh birthday to Henry Hatton. Happy birthday, Henry. Happy 17th birthday to Emma Ward. Happy birthday, Emma. Happy 18th birthday to Parker Andrews. Happy birthday, Parker. Happy 21st birthday to Carter Bocox. Happy birthday, Carter. As we always say on 21s, be smart. Happy 25th birthday to Bork Nielsen. Happy birthday, Bork. I love it. Happy. I'm pretty sure that kid's name is Brock, but his buddies told me to put Bork. I, it must be an inside joke. So I, that's great. I hope, I hope he gets a nice laugh out of that. Happy 65th <laughs> birthday to Nancy Copeland. All right, Nancy. Happy birthday, Nancy. Happy birthday to Chase Burgess. Happy birthday, Chase. Happy birthday to Jason Bailey. And that's coming from your OU boys, Jason. Nice. Happy birthday, Jason. Congratulations to the Cochrans on the birth of Dutch Hayes Cochran. Congrats, folks. That's awesome. Happy birthday to Dutch. Congrats to Alex and Gabby Robinson on the birth of Camila Grace Robinson. Couple births. All right. Yeah. Congrats, Alex and Gabby. This is a big one. Happy 51st anniversary to Larry and Nancy Gunter. Wow. Happy anniversary, Larry and Nancy. Amazing. 51. And this is a big one. Good luck to our man, Canyon River Hosick in the Nebraska State Wrestling Tournament. Good luck, man. Yeah, good luck, Canyon. Get it done. All right. Let's get to the National College Football Roundup. But first, do you own a business? If you do, you need Insurica in your life. Insurica is one of the country's largest insurance brokers with 30 offices throughout Oklahoma, Texas, and the Southwest. Insurica is able to customize programs by accessing the latest information from many insurance carriers. They compare and contrast coverage offerings and pricing in order to design a cost-effective, comprehensive program to meet your business's specific needs. Insurica's clients become best-in-class businesses by working with Insurica's team of advisors to manage risk. Purchasing insurance is only one way to protect your business. Best-in-class businesses win by avoiding loss in the first place. If your business partners with Insurica, You'll save huge amounts of money and take back control of your total cost of risk. I'm an Insurica client, and you should be too. If your business wants to be best in class, connect with Insurica at Insurica.com. That's I-N-S-U-R-I-C-A.com. Guys, winter is here, or it's about to be here yet again, but it doesn't matter because it's always hard seltzer season, and there's only one hard seltzer that we drink on this podcast, and that is Sonic Hard Seltzer from Coop Works. It's perfect for any occasion. We drink it in the hot tub, by the fire, and at the tailgate. You can buy 12 packs of the iconic Sonic Drive-In flavors like Cherry Limeade and Ocean Water, or you can grab a citrus variety pack or a tropical variety pack. Find it at your local grocery, convenience, and liquor stores. All right, National College Football Roundup. Let's talk some coaching extensions. Big names. Getting some extensions in college football. Jim Harbaugh. No, he is not going to be the Minnesota Vikings coach. I, I believe 
Kevin O'Connell, the OC from the Rams. How about that combination for that guy? Wednesday parade, Thursday introductory press conference. Ooh, it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. But Jim Harbaugh, five-year contract extension. That'll keep him at Michigan through 2026. I'm sure he is getting a lot of that pay cut he took. I'm sure he's getting that money back. So, so much for the NFL. Looks like old Harbaugh. We're going to have something to talk about when it comes to Michigan through 2026. I love it. It's great for college football because he's just such a weird guy. And he he is a good coach. He's won everywhere he's been. So uh, this is awesome. I'm so happy. Nope. It's good. Um, made a playoff, finally broke through, won the Big Ten, went to the playoff. Uh, I kind of feel like that is the ceiling for Michigan for the time being. They still haven't had a game changer at quarterback like Ohio State has, like Alabama has. That's what's been holding them back, in my opinion, to take that next step. And because they're great, they're great on the line of scrimmage, both sides of the ball. Typically, um, you know, they've they've got good players there. They just haven't had that superstar type of quarterback. And if he can get that in there, look out. But that's that's been the roadblock for him. But um, it's really the only thing for Michigan. Do you, there's nowhere nowhere else to go really. You're not. I don't think you're going to upgrade over Jim Harbaugh. Smart by them locking him into a, a five-year contract. Good stuff. Yeah, and that's a great point about the quarterback thing because I, I feel like you either got to be super dominant at the line of scrimmage, like Georgia was, and then you can have just a meh quarterback like Stetson Bennett was, or you can be really good at the line of scrimmage like Michigan was, but you got to have a dude at quarterback. And they just didn't have that dude, right? Yep. They, they were pretty dang good. Now, I realized the, the CFP game didn't go particularly well for them, but they did have a good O-line and a good defensive line. Like, they yep. did. They just they needed that dude at the quarterback position. So, uh, maybe McCarthy ends up being that guy. I don't, I don't know, but we'll see. And, you know, that last year was the chance to break through without that type of quarterback because, like, the year before, Alabama was dominant at the line of scrimmage, both sides of the ball, and had a dude at quarterback. This year was, for Alabama, a rebuilding year, and they still made the national championship game. They're going to be great at the line of scrimmage and have a dude at quarterback next year. So. That's, you know, that's why you've, they've got to have a guy to, to be able to break through because you're not – on most years, you're not going to be able to break through. Yep. All right, so it turns out if you take a group of five teams to the college football playoff, you get paid. Luke Fickle has agreed to a new contract extension that will have him at Cincinnati through the 2028 season. He will make – $5 million a year, so he is now by far the highest compensated group of five coach, and his staff salary pool jumped significantly to a total of $5.2 million. So this is a guy that clearly is a hell of a football coach. They've gone 22-2 and two in the last, season, the last two seasons. Right. The losses are to Georgia and Alabama. 
Not too shabby. Nope. Not too shabby for Luke Impressive. Fickle. But one thing that has happened for him, he's lost a lot of his guys off his staff. They've been poached because they've been, they've been offered more money. So with this extension, with this increase in the salary pool, I think he's hoping to avoid some of that. Clearly, when they make the move to the Big 12, they'll be working with some more money. So it, am I the only one that saw $5 million a year? And I was like, eh, it seems a little light for Luke Fickle. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. I, I know it's a ton of money for a college football coach at the group of five level, but I, I don't know. I feel, I feel like maybe he earned a little more than that, especially with their move to the Big 12 coming. I don't, I don't well, know. Well, I, I feel like it's one of those – we can get you to five million a year now, gotcha. especially if you want the big bump, which was a one point five million a year bump to the coaches pool, right? And that would have ended up being yeah, I think one point four, one point five, something like that. So that's big. My guess is when they make it to the Big Twelve and get that bigger payout, then they'll probably bump him again. Then redo yeah. his contract then. Yeah, because when his extension was announced, you know, they kind of pointed out that Fickle's salary, if he was in the Big 12 now, would only be behind Venables, who is making seven plus, and Sark is making like five and a half. So they basically said, hey, Fickle would be the third highest paid Big 12 coach if the Bearcats were in the Big 12 right now. But then... Dave Aranda signed a contract extension that will have him at Baylor through the 2029 season. You win a big 12 championship. You go and you win a sugar bowl. You get paid. Right. And I think that Mac Rhodes, the athletic director at Baylor has done one hell of a job with that athletic program and the success that they've had in football and in men's basketball. They're just pumped. They're pumping a lot of money into facilities and if i had to guess because remember baylor private school don't have to disclose the terms i i would guess aranda's getting somewhere between seven and eight million obviously a year i i think that they are going to pay him handsomely to stick around in waco they were paying matt rule a ton before he left to take the panthers job i think they're paying aranda even more I really, I, I really do. They've got a new football operations building that they're breaking ground on this summer. Like once again, they got there's a lot of things that are that are going in the right direction in Waco. So this is this is clearly big for the future of Baylor football. And, and when you think about OU and Texas departing the Big Twelve eventually for the SEC, and it seems. Ted, it seems like Baylor's set up to, to be a serious player in the Big 12 Conference moving forward once, once OU and Texas are out. Yep, they need, they need some sustainability here. And locking up Dave Aranda is a big step in that direction. Uh, they've done a good job recruiting. They, I love their schemes offensively and defensively are both excellent. Um, I'm, I'm kind of curious how much the loss of Joey McGuire is going to hurt them. I think he was perfect for Baylor in recruiting a lot of the hidden gems of Texas because he knew the, the, 
the high school coaching, uh, you know, group down there so well that there would be guys that were maybe three stars where high school coaches are saying, listen, I know he's a three star, but I'm telling you two years, this kid's going to be an absolute stud. And they've done a great job of being able to, to find those guys and uncover them. And they've had some of the best players in the big 12 offensively and defensively almost every year. And they haven't been anywhere close to, to like what Oklahoma has been in recruiting. And I think it has a lot to do with number one development, obviously, but number two, being able to find those hidden guys out there that you really have to know the, the coaches of, of high school football in Texas to be able to find. So that's the one thing I'm, I'm curious about. Yeah. I, and if you, if you really pay close attention to the recruiting stuff, and I just know this because I've talked about it on my big 12 show on Sirius, you, you look at Texas Tech's 2023 recruiting class they already have five four-star commits in it. That doesn't happen at Tech. No. So you you talking about Joey McGuire being a big loss. I think, I think you got a point now. Clearly, you would assume that Baylor could, could build off that success, right? Build off the Big 12 championship season. That success should be reflected in the 2023 class. And, and I do think Baylor will continue to be a place that can get a couple of good guys in the portal every year, just because of Aranda's reputation defensively and Grimes, the reputation he has developed offensively. I, I really think the key for them moving forward. Yes, of course, is talent acquisition. They got to hang on to Jeff Grimes. Mm-hmm. They got to hang on to him. If I'm not so sure if Brian Harson wouldn't have gotten the boot at Auburn, that Jeff Grimes wasn't going to be the next head coach at Auburn. I think his name was right at the top of the list. So it'll be interesting to see how long they can hold on to him as well. Because I think he's great. He he runs my favorite system in all of college football. Nope, I like it. And, you know, it ended up being perfect for him. And, you know, they took a linebacker and made him the top rusher in the Big 12 last year. See what they can do this year. I'm sure they can find someone this year that's going to be excellent as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. One other thing that we got to talk about. We said the alliance was stupid when it happened. Right? Remember, Ted, the gentleman's yeah. agreement Yep. between uh, the Big Ten, the Pac-12, and the ACC. I've got, I don't know if it's good news or bad news. I think it's good news for us because we thought it was stupid. But the alliance, it it took a serious blow on Wednesday morning because Ohio State Athletic Director Gene Smith met with the media Wednesday morning. And he said a, a few interesting things. Uh, the first thing he said was that it seems like big, big 10 athletic directors Really, they they thought about it, but, you know, they kind of like nine conference games. Going to eight, really, really not something they want to do. And he added on that and said that he doesn't think playing annual games against the ACC and the Pac-12 would be worth playing only eight Big Ten games and and not being able to play big non-conference games, you know, against teams like Oklahoma. Alabama, you know, Notre Dame. He was like, you know, 
we, we want to keep playing those teams. We, we like that. And that just, that has to sting. It's got to sting for the, for their Alliance partners in the Pac-12 and the ACC. Yeah, we all knew this was going to happen. Why was the Big Ten ever going to prop up the Pac-12 and the ACC when they didn't need to? It made no sense. They overreacted to OU and Texas going to the SEC, and now they have, they've come to. They're like, wait, what happened? I blacked out. And now they're like, yeah, what the hell were we thinking? Yeah, we're definitely not doing that. That was, that was a stupid thought. Yeah. Alliance broken. Alliance over. I love it. It, it. We all saw this coming. Yeah, it didn't even last long enough for them to start planning games together. Uh, that's great. This tells me, I'd like to get your opinion on this. This tells me that the there's about to be an announcement on expanding the playoff. Because I feel like the announcement of the alliance was a like a pushback against a growing SEC. Like the SEC is, was, in my opinion, go okay with growing because they felt like the playoff was going to expand, right? And that's why Oklahoma and Texas would be okay going to the SEC because if we're going to eight or twelve, and we're going to a harder conference, we still have a good chance of making the playoff. And everyone else saw that and started pushing back on the expansion, right? Well, we're not sure that's what we want to do. ACC was dead set against it because they know if, if there is an expansion, they got a good chance of losing some of their top schools as well. So what do we do? Let's put together an alliance to so, show some strength, some solidarity between us. And whenever that falls apart this quickly, the, I – I have a feeling that there's ground has been made in the uh, push towards an expanded playoff. Gene Smith talked about CFP expansion and basically said he thinks it's going to happen, thinks it's going to expand to 12. He said he'll be surprised if it doesn't. He just doesn't know when it will happen. And he kind of cited that he thinks there will be, there will be you know, multiple television partners that will want in on the bidding and when it expands and that maybe it'll get bid out similar to how the NFL playoffs do. I don't know when it's coming. We all know it is coming, but I RIP to the Alliance, man. I George Klyavkov, he just that new Pac-12 commissioner, he's got to be so sad hearing this. Uh just a reminder. Media partners are going to pay the Big 10 a ton of money because the Big Ten gets great ratings, right? And I believe they're renegotiating renegotiating their TV deal at the end of the year. And the reports, I saw it from Sports Business Journal, the report is they will get $1 billion a year. Ooh, wow. I think it's, it's 440 right now that they're getting, and they expect them to get double. They said it is definitely within the realm of possibility. $1 billion dollars per year for the big 10 TV deal. And the Pac-12 not getting that. They're certainly not getting anything close to that. If they're not scheduling a bunch of games with their Alliance buddies in the big 10 that do huge numbers because they have 
massive alumni bases and they've been around for forever. So it's almost like the big 10 realized they really don't need the PAC 12 at all because those people really don't care about football. Hmm. It's kind of interesting. McKinsey Milton should take a look at that and realize that, wow, maybe it's not so bad to go play football in the Midwest. It's not a bunch of shanty towns in the middle of nowhere. There's actually some massive college football fan bases. Interesting. Hmm. Who to thunk it? I will say this. When, when you see that the Big Ten is about to make a billion dollars a year off their TV deal. When you know that and you know that it is coming, I do not want to hear you complain about players making money off NIL deals. I don't want to hear any complaints at all. A billion dollars a year. The money's out there, people. I'm just saying. A lot billion of with the B, baby. Yeah. Big time. All right. Let's finish up with our winners and losers of the week. But first, concussions are a part of football. They don't have to be a part of your pool party. Nip the slip with Soft Rocks Rubber Safety Surfacing and spend more time enjoying your outdoor parties and less time worrying about a slip and fall on your pool deck. Soft Rock of OKC specializes in customized slip-resistant decorative rubber surfacing for your pool decks, patios, walkways, and gym floors. Local business owners Heidi and Cody Clark at Soft Rock of OKC are ready to help you prevent that next slip. Visit softrock.com slash OKC. That's S-O-F-T-R-O-C dot com slash OKC for more information. The Clarks also own the driveway company. The driveway company has tailored solutions to eliminate all of your driveway problems. They can repair cracks, clean and seal your rotting grass field joints to prevent water damage, ultimately saving you thousands of dollars in future repairs. Visit thedrivewaycompany.com slash OKC for all of your driveway repair needs. Learn more about Softrock and the driveway company by visiting their Facebook and Instagram pages or by calling 405-294-9834. Make sure you send your kids to Bishop McGinnis Catholic High School. Bishop McGinnis Catholic High School has a long tradition of educational excellence. With a 12-to-1 student-to-teacher ratio, no student is overlooked. Bishop McGinnis's college prep curriculum offers 22 AP courses. There are numerous clubs and organizations for students to join. And as a proud member of the OSSAA, there are 14 sports offered. If you want to provide the best possible educational and spiritual development for your children, or maybe you want to win five state championships and end up in their athletic hall of fame, contact Bishop McGinnis Catholic High School or visit bmchs.org. Financial aid is available. As always, Ted, kick us off. Who is your winner of the week? I thought about going with you uh, because you inducted into the Hall of Fame and so big that you could big time them and not even show up for the ceremony. My my parents went. My parents went. So the scheduling, a a little little miscommunication and a scheduling conflict. Dang it. Prior commitment. Right. It involved me carving up some powder breath <laughs> that's awesome uh i'm going with zach taylor with the Bengals. locked up uh, a contract extension didn't take them long at all uh super bowl appearance uh, just done it in a couple of years up there people questioned it at the at the beginning 
but obviously got them to the Super Bowl. I think this is good for Cincinnati. Now, they've got some things that they've got to address. Uh, they've got to get Joe Burrow some protection on that offensive line, and they need to do it quick. The, uh, the pounding that he's taken over the first two years, tore the ACL in year one, year two was playing through that MCL in the Super Bowl game. They've got to get some offensive linemen in there, and I know that they know that. They're going to address that need, but uh, I thought that was a good move by Cincinnati. Yeah, no, I'm with you. My my biggest fear because I've told the Bengals story on here where I I went and worked out for them. They told me I was by far the best guy in the workout, but they didn't want to sign me because they didn't like the way my knee looked. They didn't want to be possibly on the hook for what my knee could cost the organization is basically how I understood that. That is the cheapest organization in all of football. And I've got a really hard time believing that the Brown family is going to spend the money, man. I got a hard time believing it. And my fear is, and I'm not the first one to come up with this comparison. My fear is that Joe Burrow is going to be Andrew Luck that the beating is just going to wear on him and wear on him and wear on him to where he says, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. Cause that's what happened to Andrew Luck. Like the pain in the rehab, it added up. And finally he said, you know what? I'm out. I, uh, I, I, right now you look at Joe Burrow, you see how he's wired. You see how he acts and you could go, no, no, that would never happen to that guy. No one would have said Andrew Luck was going to be that guy either. Right. That dude's tough as hell, but it just, it takes a big toll on you. And they got to address the offensive line. And they got to do it well through the draft. They got to pay somebody in free agency. I just don't know if they're going to do it, man. I, yeah. I don't know. They've got to have some space with a quarterback on a rookie deal. And they don't have a bunch of big-name guys on that team right now. They, they should have some space to be able to go out, make some moves in free agency. Now, I don't know what free agency looks like on the offensive line this year, but um, definitely need to address it in the draft. Yeah, but do you see, hey, do you, see, you mentioned Zach Taylor. Do you see what he said? Because we, we talked about it in our kind of in our recap of the Super Bowl do you see what he said about Samaje while he was in? It was actually pretty no, cool. I didn't. He because I saw Peter Schrager. He he put it out there. I've got it right here. Uh, because they asked him about Mixon not being in on that third and one run, and he said, "Yeah, we were in two minute mode, and Samaje has done a great job. His role has really been as a protecting back, and a lot of the things that come with that off of that. It's one of those situations where I called to play a little later on the clock, and so I was the one that said leave him in there." Justin Hill, our running backs coach, asked if he wanted to make a change. I said, just leave Samaje in there. Obviously, it didn't work out for us. Whether Joe is in there or not, he's certainly deserving of the opportunity in a key moment in a key game to try to get it for us as our featured back. But again, that's just one of those decisions you make in the moment, and you got to move forward with it. There's other things I certainly could have done over the course of the game that would have put us in a better position. Unfortunately, we couldn't get it done. So 
Yeah. I I thought him saying about that some uh, saying that about Samaje was really cool and also just kind of owning it. I yeah. Zach Zach Taylor is and it's not just cuz he's from Norman. Like he, he's an easy dude to root for. Right. And it's not like P Ryan's not a good short yardage back either, you know. He just it's ran not into like, Aaron Donald. Yeah, it's not like you had a like a like a third down back, like a scat back in there and decided to stick with him. Like P Ryan is one of the most powerful guys, you know, OU's had at running back. I mean, he's just incredibly strong. So yeah, no, I get it. Tough. You still you still gotta have mix it in on that yeah. play. I'm sorry, Zach. I've got great explanation. All right, who do you have as your loser of the week? I had to go with Los Angeles. Now, here's what's interesting. Number one, it took him forever to change the Hollywood sign to what was it say the Rams house or something ridiculous like that. But did you see the lack of parade? First of all, did you see the route of the parade? (laughs) It like, wasn't even a mile. It's like, it's not a parade. I will say I did. I I loved how drunk Stafford was. That was awesome. Oh, that that. was great. Did you see the video of him just walking directly into his pool? Love it. I mean, love it. I, I didn't spend a ton of time. Like I was, I was in Detroit in the entire off season with Stafford. He is, he's exactly how everyone says he is. Like, he's such a cool guy, just like such a normal, cool guy. And I love seeing him that wasted. That was awesome. That was like my favorite thing of the entire parade that I think everyone realizes like Aaron Donald defensive tackles aren't supposed to look like that with their shirts off. Just ridiculous. No big deal. Just walk around looking like the Incredible Hulk. Um, but listen to this. Super Super Bowl local market ratings. Number one rating was Cincinnati. Um, 46.1. Don't know what that means. 84. Maybe that's a I, – I don't know what that is. Cincinnati's number one. Detroit was a close second. Uh, looks like a lot of people watching Stafford. But you just go through it. Pittsburgh. Columbus, Kansas City, Milwaukee, Cleveland, Boston, Philadelphia, Jacksonville, L.A., nowhere near the top 10 in ratings. Dude, that's – and that's kind of what we've talked about and people have said about, like, Lincoln Riley going out there for USC. That is not a football place, man. It's just not. The Rams were the best team. They deserve to win the Super Bowl. That being said, people in Los Angeles do not care about football the way that people in all the towns that McKenzie Milton hates care about football. <laughs> who would want to go live in Norman? I mean, seriously. Well, who would want to go live in Cincinnati or Detroit or Pittsburgh? Columbus, I'm not going to lie, is awesome. I it was is. a huge Columbus fan. That's, that place is really cool. But it's like Kansas City, Milwaukee. I Football matters there, man. That's why people go to the Blue Bloods in those types of towns. Have you ever been to Madison, Wisconsin? And no. I know I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't count Wisconsin as a Blue Blood, right? But like just towns like that. And Madison's a huge, huge city. But... How about like uh, Iowa City, Iowa is supposed to be like 
Insane. Even Manhattan, Kansas. Yep. Like you and I, we've gone to that place is always packed and rock. Like, man, I don't want to hear any more of that from some dude that played in the bounce house. Yeah. Oh, uh, Jacksonville, Jacksonville, Florida made the top 10, not Orlando. <laughs> Jacksonville of all places. Amazing. I, there you go. There, there are football towns and there are not football towns. And LA is not a football town. Even though their team just won the Super Bowl, even though they've got two teams, it's not a football town. It's just not. People don't care. Nope. They care if they can be seen there. That's about it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's important. All right. If you're a whiskey or bourbon drinker, stop what you're doing. Head to your favorite liquor store and buy some Balcones products. You got to grab some of Balcones. I always mess up the first one. I mean, the first <laughs> Balcones lineage single malt whiskey. It was just voted one of the top 20 whiskeys in the world by Whiskey Advocate, and you'll be shocked by how affordable it is. Also, you got to snag some of Balcones baby blue corn whiskey. It's made from the blue corn. That's the fancy corn. And that is why it's won more than 25 awards. Last but certainly not least, you got to buy some Balcones pot still bourbon. It's big flavors make it the perfect bourbon to drink year round. In 2012, Balcones single malt won the best in glass competition, beating brands like Johnny Walker and McAllen became the first American distillery to win the competition. This stuff is the real deal, people. If you love great whiskey and bourbon at a great price, then Balcones products are the only way to go. The whiskey may be made in Texas, but the owners, yes, are from Oklahoma. To find a liquor store that has it, visit BalconesDistilling.com. All right, for my winner of the week, thought about going with the lawyers for Conference USA. Have you seen this? No. Okay, you're going to love this because those lawyers for the Conference USA, they they are going to be racking up billable hours. I mean, it's going to be an unbelievable time for these people. Conference USA announced their 2022 conference schedule that included Marshall old dominion and Southern miss. The only problem with that is that all three of those schools announced that they are leaving conference USA for the Sun Belt this summer. So, and, and conference USA came out and said they will do everything like everything legally possible to make sure those schools don't go anywhere. So, Real awkward situation here in Conference USA, but the big winners of all of it, the lawyers, man. That <laughs> those billable hours are going to be unbelievable. Mm, Four hundred dollars an hour or so, uh, maybe a little higher. Just racking it up, cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. Let's go. Yeah, I also thought about going with Josh Giddy as my winner of the week. Thunder just lost to the Spurs, but our man Giddy. Another triple-double, 17, 10, and 10 against the Spurs for Giddy. He had a triple-double against the Knicks on Monday night, which made him one of four players ever to record a triple-double in his first game at Madison Square Garden. Uh, two of the other guys people may know. So one is Chuck Person, who's a really good player, right? Mm -hmm. I think he was Rookie of the Year. And the other two guys, Will and Magic. Mm. Huh. Decent players. If not if bad. You're on a list with Wilton Magic, usually, usually good. pretty good. But and he's that the NBA does this thing called the Rookie of the Year ladder. He's up to third on the Rookie Ooh. of the Year ladder now. That's awesome. He's watch all out, one, Evan Mobley. I was looking at his stats 
And if you eliminate like the first 15 games of the year, his stats are like, especially like the last 15 games or so, he's been on it. He's playing really, really good. It's like he's getting more comfortable. He's getting mm-hmm. more confident. He's yeah. getting better. Yes. Oh, his hair's still incredible. His hair's getting longer. Gosh. Fix fix that hair, Giddy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's not weird, I promise, people. It's fine. I'm so excited about Giddy. Now, SGA just needs to come back. I know they're, they'll probably win more games than people want him to win, but it's okay. We need those two playing together. Don't give me that look. I saw that look you gave me. Don't well, give me that look. Build the chemistry for the future, man. Come on. Don't rush him back. Don't rush him back. Oh, come on. You are just... (laughs) Don't put him on the shelf, Presty. Don't do it. But Okay, my winner of the week, though. Formula One. Formula One fans. Because Netflix has announced that season four of Formula One Drive to Survive is coming on March 11th. Ted, my anniversary is March 10th. I will be heading to vacation Ooh. on March 11th. If it get, if it comes out at 12, I I'm going to watch no, the I'm whole thing and watch it. But I'm probably going to download it and watch it on the plane. Yeah, that's what I, I'm I don't do. know if there's a better vacation than uh sitting back, you know, grabbing a couple of beverages and watching a season of Formula 1. Have you have you watched any of it? I watched some I watched some two summers ago. I think, was it the first season? I don't know. I watched a couple of episodes of one of the seasons. Yeah. The Maybe drama. I need, I need to get back into it. The drama of the battle. And I already know what's, what happens, right? Verstappen won in a very controversial way, right? Comes down to the last race. But being able to watch the behind-the-scenes drama of that whole battle like play out between Lewis Hamilton, Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen, I can't wait. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be incredible television. I cannot wait. Here's my only beef. Ooh. And maybe it's not really a beef. Maybe there's no problem with it, but it's almost as if there's no one else even on the track except for Hamilton and Verstappen. Don't they finish first and second in every single race pretty much? They they do. They, they kind of did. Yeah, if they didn't crash. But I, McLaren had a one-two last season. That'll be a fun okay. episode, dude. That'll be a fun episode. But I, I think you'll be happy to know they changed a lot of the rules that is supposed to create some more parity in the sport, Ted. So we'll, we'll, we'll dive into those on another episode, okay. right? I, we, okay. we don't want to get too into the Formula One weeds no. here. No, no, no. Good stuff, though. I'll, when that drops, I'll check it out. I'll watch that season. I'm going to hold you to that. Okay. I'm going to hold you to it. All right, for my loser of the week, thought about going. I don't know how much Olympics you guys are watching, but thought about going with the U.S. men's hockey team. What the hell was that? Number one seed, you lose to Slovakia in no. the quarters? Can't do it. Slovakia? Give up. First of all, you give up a game tying goal in the final minute of regulation. I'm up watching it. I'm like, oh, this is fun. I like watching hockey. You break my heart with that. And then it goes to a shootout and you lose to Slovakia. What are we doing? I know it's not NHL guys. I don't care. We can't lose to Slovakia in anything. No, 
should never lose to Slovakia in anything. Not with the resources, not with the training. Come on, man. That was frustrating. I have been, I was very slow to get into the Olympics at first, but I've been gaining some steam, been watching more and more. Do you, do you want to say anything about the 15 year old Russian figure skater, the, <sighs> the girl that failed for the PEDs, but they're still letting her compete? Do you care? I don't know enough about the story. I don't either, but it sounds like I, this is an assumption. Okay. She's, She's a 15-year-old Russian star figure skater. I'm guessing some adult, some Russian adult said, hey, you're taking this drug. Now, she said that she mistakenly took some of her grandfather's heart medicine. How do you do that? I don't know. But... Do you really, especially when you're 15, do you really need There's some adult. There's some adult that made her do it. That's, or at least that's because it like helps your stamina, right? When is the last time we saw someone and I'm not in no way am I suggesting that you don't get tired during figure skating and hitting that last triple axle at the end of the long program isn't hard. I understand. Okay. But when have we ever said, like, like that is, like, the deciding factor? I don't know. That's, that seems so like, – if you're going to risk it and have some type of state-sponsored PED, like, bobsled, cross-country, some of that stuff, okay, you've got my attention. Those are power sports or those are extreme um, endurance sports. Figure skating doesn't seem like it's worth the risk. I I'm going out on a limb. I, I have never gone through a short program or long program of figure skating. I'm guessing it's really tiring, more tiring than you think. I know you're no, on. I skates. know it is. I know it is, but come on. PEDs. She's 15. Someone made her do it. That's I'm sticking to that. Well, there, yeah, I agree with that 100%. Now, here's the other part of it. I, 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 like, I'm not totally convinced that she did it willingly or knew about it or whatever. But here's the thing, man. It's the Olympics. It doesn't matter. If you failed the test, you cannot compete. Can't do it. There's way too much on the line. There's been way too much controversy. You cannot do it. If you have a banned substance and you fail a drug test, you're out. I'm with you. I, I, I know it may not be fair to the 15 year old, especially if someone forced her to do it. Well, it's more fair to a 15 year old than it is like a 25 year old. That's going to be too old to compete again. And, And that's what I'm saying. But also think of, you think of those sports winning a gold medal and what that means for endorsement money. That is, that's massive. So, If you're going to let someone that let's call it how we see it. Someone that cheated win that gold medal instead doesn't seem right. Even though she's 15. I I don't know. Okay. But my loser of the week, I I love him. I loved what he did at OU. I love watching him play, 
But the Kyler Murray thing has gotten weird. It is it has gotten weird. So remember, he he scrubbed his social media of any sign of the Arizona Cardinals. Some people thought, hey, maybe it had to do with his contract. Maybe he wasn't happy about all the criticism he got for the playoff loss where he did not play well. Let's just call it how we see it. But he puts a statement out. And it's a notes app statement. Uh, it's very large font, which I appreciated. You know, as I get older, it's easy <laughs> to read. Thank you, Kyler. But there's a part in there where he says, quote, all of this nonsense is not what I'm about. Never has been, never will be. Once again, he's a hell of a player. But didn't he start this whole thing? The nonsense? Yeah. Is it the nonsense result of him or his people or whatever scrubbing social media? I don't understand. Help me understand. Like what? If you're going to issue a statement, have, have that statement have some teeth, man. Well, the statement was a whole bunch of nothing. I was so confused, man. And the other part is like he mentions that he does it, he plays for the love of the game. But like I had a, like, and I could be wrong on this, but I felt like this whole thing is probably like contract, you know, uh, related uh, to some degree as well, right? I mean, extension talk or something. I don't know if he, he's even up for it yet, but. I thought it was a weird statement, especially, and you're right, considering that he kind of got the ball in motion here. Yeah, I thought it was weird. I thought that was weird. And then I saw the Marquise Brown rumor. Hollywood. And I want to say, I want to point out, I, wanna, uh, I just want to say, I don't believe this. But the rumor is out there, and it was all over Twitter. We all saw it. So, Marquise Brown... He wiped his social media pages of all the traces of the Baltimore Ravens. Now, there's still some stuff of Lamar Jackson on there, but like all the pictures of him playing in a Ravens uniform, gone. And a guy on Twitter with a handle at Band Drew <laughs> reported that Hollywood is considering retiring to pursue a career in gaming and said that he's put a lot of time into building a Twitch following and is looking to parlay that success into a career. And then a guy named CJ Golson, once again, I don't believe any of this, but it's out there. A guy named CJ Golson on Twitter confirmed it, saying Hollywood thinks it's better for his future health. I, that's hard to argue with. But also said there's higher earning potential. I feel so stupid bringing it up. There's no way this is true, right? There's no way. I guess I can't say there's no way that it's true. I mean, maybe. I don't know enough about how good of a gamer he is or, you know, like how much he makes on Twitch, how many followers he has on Twitch. But here's the thing. People follow him on Twitch to watch him play video games. Why? Because he plays for the Ravens in the NFL. That's why they follow him. They don't, I mean, I'm sure he's a good gamer. I'm not saying that he's not, but that's how he got his following. So if you step away from that, it's probably going to hurt your, your gaming situation. Unless you're, unless he's that good. And I don't know, maybe he is. I, 
I'm not proud to say this. Once I saw this, once again, don't believe it. I don't believe it. I went up and I went and looked up like Twitch streamer earnings. Went down a rabbit hole. So I guess the ninja guy, the the really famous gamer, he apparently left Twitch for a company called Mixer. And reportedly, some of the people that did that, I'm talking like $30 million deal. Like we're talking. A year? No, no, I think total. But that, but I looked up the Twitch stuff because Twitch earnings, they got leaked. Earnings between August 2019 and October 2021. So essentially two years. Highest earner. I just, I just had to, I had to tell you this because it's too good. So the second highest earner is a guy named XQC. And in those, in that two year window, 8.4 million Twitch earnings. Number one. And this is, I I couldn't stop chuckling at this. Number one earner in that two-year window. A a group known as Critical Role. They are voice actors that play Dungeons and Dragons on Twitch. $9.6 million earned in that window. Wow. What are we doing, man? I don't know. Have you, do you know who Mr. Beast is? I've heard, I, I don't know a lot about video games. Like, this is the most I've ever looked into it. Mr. Beast is, my son watches some of his stuff, I think. He is, I think he's a gamer, and but he also has, like, a YouTube page. I think he makes, like, $50 million a year or something crazy like that. And I've seen, I've seen some of his videos. Like, it's not any high-level stuff going on here, man. It really isn't. <laughs> it's, it's, it's shocking that that guy makes that much money. Jimmy Donaldson is 23-year-old, known as Mr. Beast, was YouTube's highest earner in 2021, according to Forbes. His elaborate stunts have generated more than 10 billion views on the platform and earned him $54 million crazy and the kid the kid that opens the toys is still killing it i forgot what it's oh yeah he makes makes like 25 million a year what are we doing man no ryan's toys i think his name subscribe on youtube please (laughs) yeah (laughs) and on that note episode 190 in the books we'll have a new podcast that'll drop thursday morning just a reminder you can hear Teddy from 2 to 6 on 94.7 The Ref. You can hear me from 3 to 5 on Sirius XM, Big 12 Radio, Channel 375. Hope you all have a great rest of your week. Have a fantastic weekend. Until next time, we appreciate you all for listening. Do what you always do, Oklahoma. Take care of each other. Another-